Hey, good morning. How you doing? Well, it's a bit, bit of a stormy night again. Uh, but this time it was very loud. It's a lot of thunder and I think it was well, it's just just as it was passing over there's a massive I don't even know what it was it just it must have been a bolt a bolt of lightning but it felt like a pulse so I could I felt it on my chest as it hit And then straight after it hit, the entire power went up for the whole street. I mean, I've never seen I've never seen something like that before. And I used to live in Hong Kong, where um, you know thunderstorms were a common thing in summertime because they have a monsoon season. So. They got a lot of thunderstorms, a lot of electric, electric storms like that. But there was, um, but I've never seen anything where the power just gets completely knocked out like that. It was literally like a pulse. Like if you think about an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, that's what it does just knocks everything out so I don't know don't really know what that was but it was definitely definitely powerful enough to do that so anyway now it's it's kind of just heavy rain more thunderstorms again later I think there was a I don't know if it's a hurricane or something just a storm coming up from the Atlantic and that's why it's been uh, been a bit crazy the last day So, what was I going to talk about? Well, things have gotten weird at home with my mother, who I'm now realising was pretty much just a codependent enabler in both of her relationships. She never really stuck up for her kids. She just kind of, you know, made the excuses, oh, you know what he's like, that kind of thing. And then you never really, I don't know, because that seems normal. But obviously it's not, it's something else. It's just masquerading. So. I'm kind of like all that stuff is coming up that I'd never really considered before. 
and maybe that's why all this is happening so it all just seems to be about mostly my parents oh what's going on i can see my breath it doesn't feel cold weird uh yeah it doesn't It seems to be about my parents and about the way they acted and who they are. <laughs> but also about me realizing the relationship I was in with my in-laws and my partner. This is kind of a, kind of a double-edged sword. it's not like I'm just dealing with two people sets of issues it's more like five because it's a weird it's a weird relationship on my in-law's side because my father-in-law he is an alcoholic he had problems not drinking after he had surgery so much so that he hid a bottle of whiskey in his room. That, that isn't normal. My partner would constantly say, you know, he just wants a drink and my mother is so, so hard on him. And I'm like, I, I couldn't say anything because she would get angry. I could say, from what I've saw of from what I've from from me knowing him I'd say he probably has a dependency issue on it he's not like a guy rolling around in the street drunk or in a pub but he definitely depends on it to cope say so, anything that's habitual can be like can be like that it's literally anything that could make you unstable or that is unstable. So any type of like overindulgence in alcohol is gonna make you unstable. Having one drink a week is not, that's not unstable. It's when it becomes more when it becomes daily and it's just one glass of wine, one bottle of beer, one whiskey and it turns into a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of wine but because because the people around him have enabled him his my mother-in-law goes and buys him whiskey she buys him copious amounts of wine and she says, oh, it's on sale. So she has to buy it. But she complains about his drinking. She's, in, she's fucking enabling him. So... You've got that, and then on the flip side, he enables her. The kids enable both of them. Because... That's where they... That's where they... Um, get the validation from and that's where they get the money from 
I mean, how many parents would help, not even help, would buy their kids houses and apartments? Like, not even, not even that they're living in it, just that, oh, you can have it when they die. That's like putting something like that in a will. Fair enough, you don't need to tell your kids. Because it should make no difference. But they tell them, they make it very obvious. They're like, oh, we're doing this for you. This is just for you. And then, and then if the kids do something wrong and it's like, okay, we're going to withhold affection from you. Or you're not going to get the property or you're not going to get money. It's just all tools to enable them, to enable the parents to continue to be dependent on them. It's a very weird, uh, fuck, what's the word? It is a weird, Oh, I can't think of it. But it's it's perfect description. Perfect description, but I can't it's escaping me. So the mechanics of the family is all by, is all built upon uh, enabling and being dependent. Now there was a bit of a, I saw it as a bit of like competition. When I first got together with my partner, like for her birthday, gave her a silver necklace. And then her mother tried to kind of one-up it. And it's like, oh here, I got you a, be- I got you a better one. So I mean, even from the beginning, there was early signs of that. That she thought that I was, she basically thought that she was gonna lose her daughter. She was gonna lose that dependency that she has on her. Even though the kids, the, ki- the kids know what the mother is like. They, they tend to sympathize more with the father. They think that his drinking is a result of living with a mother. But I think his drinking is the result of something else. I think he did something. Because it's almost like he feels ashamed. And that's the... That's the dynamic. That's the dynamic I feel between the two of them. The mother and the father. Because when they're alone, it's weird. When I've been with them and they've been alone. It's such a weird dynamic. And... Um, that's what I felt. There's some sort of shame. He's made to feel ashamed or something. And I think it may be due to infidelity or something like that. But it would never be spoken about because that would mean, even though it would make the mother look like a victim, 
it probably brings shame so it's more a case of she doesn't want to lose face so it never gets spoken about and I'm guessing that's why she never got divorced she never divorced him because that would also bring shame so it's not really a it doesn't seem to be a common thing in China divorce it just seems to be a stick it out kind of thing that's because the majority of people there I think are narcissistic so it's generational they're like oh my mum was like that my grandma was like that everyone must just be like that but it's not it's this uh, dynamic of two-faced being two-faced saving face you have to be two-faced in order to save face which translates as you have to be a narcissist you have to create a persona to protect your I guess the real person the family the family name and all that so it's weird really weird dynamic and uh, I always felt uncomfortable could never can never be yourself I mean it was like that with my I guess with my parents as well I could never really tell them things because I knew what I knew they would be disinterested or just not really care about it but then they would complain they would complain if I didn't you know, spend time with them, which is the same thing that I'm getting from, or the same thing that I got from my partner. Because it's just what they need. It's not what anyone else needs. You know, you're just not giving them what they want, so. So that's the problem, and you're the problem, because that is the problem, and that is your problem. There's no, uh, don't know, there's no real analysis of it. Because they don't have to, it's just all about them. But mate, I saw a, I saw a video the other night. Is this guy talking about people being born with kind of inbred narcissistic tendencies? And I was like, he's saying that someone is born to be that, even before they've kind of been subject to the conditions, family, environment, all that stuff, right? So he was saying that it happens before that and I was like wow like how would that even be possible but I think he was maybe saying that it's not a given that they will be it just means that they have the qualities to be able to act in that way to fulfill that role But there was something else he said as well that um, 
But the first trauma that you go through is being born. Because it is traumatic. But you don't remember it. But it is still there. And he said the second traumatic thing. Although I can't remember if he related it to the first one. But he said that you're forced to have a point of view. Because before you're born, you have no point of view, right? Because you're just in the womb, it's dark. Or... You're not exposed to anyone and everything. It's not necessarily dark. I'm just using that because I... I don't know, I guess I don't... I can't see through skin, right? So... I don't see it as being somewhere lit up. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, he says that you're forced to have a point of view and that's traumatic. And that, that was another thing I never thought about. And it's quite... Um, it's quite... quite frightening because that's not something that anyone can control right because right now there is no escape from that you are forced to have a point of view even if it's not intentionally put on you unintentionally the way that people act and talk to you they're putting it on you They're uh, impressing. They're impressing the point of view, their beliefs. And in the process, you're picking up all that information and you're processing and you're creating your own point of view and beliefs. So, even before you get, even before you really get started in. You're, you're kind of put at a disadvantage or you're you're at the mercy of other people because then it becomes a becomes a case as you get older that you then have to deal with that fact that the point of view that was impressed upon you was impressed upon you by somebody else by other things it's not entirely your own and that you, you may have to reconcile that and completely change that or live with it some people may never get to the point of um, even analysing it even thinking that it thinking that it's a thing that could be impressed because it's, it's almost like that's just the way things are that's just how it is right that's 
that's almost like society's response to everything because society is a construct and that construct has got other constructs built within it and one of them is having a point of view that you have to take a position on everything and maybe maybe it's not so clear cut as that in that in order to kind of step away from that you would not take a position or a view on anything that also doesn't work because how would you how would you be able to function it wouldn't it doesn't seem possible to exist in a society like this and not not be able to manoeuvre I think it's more about education in terms of knowing things like this in terms of knowing that what it is that's been impressed upon you is somebody else's point of view and that in order to change that you just have to become aware of it and then in order to understand that maybe you don't always need to take a position on things you don't always need to take a view that's the that's the knowing that's the that's the analysis of it because you need to take each situation as it comes and say is there any benefit in taking a position on this and you waste less energy that way because if you take a position then you may be drawn in to argue that position but if you take a position based on analysis of whether you actually need to it doesn't matter if somebody tries to argue it because you know the reasons why you took that position so it doesn't really matter what anyone else says Um, so I think the last point the last point that they I can't remember if it was the same guy but the last point I remember was oh no it wasn't something completely different I was watching uh, watching a whole bunch of uh, videos on uh, narcissists and codependents 
and it got me thinking why do why do people choose to allow a label to be applied to themselves and what what does that mean so if you're a son if you're a son what does that mean And how do you get to choose that? Because I don't really remember getting a choice. So if it's a label imposed upon you, is it something that you're expected to assume? Is it a role that's attached to that that you're expected to assume? Or is it something that you can just say I'm not fulfilling that role I never chose to do it because it's almost like it, it is another construct of society right that may it's most likely stem from tradition, traditional families you know in terms of you've got uh, you've got like the I don't want to say traditional, I'm guessing I'm saying like historically like historically speaking you've got The same sort of family layout that is common today. But maybe they didn't apply the labels, maybe it was just more the role was attached to the first son, the second son, the third son, and so on. The first daughter, like maybe that's maybe that's how they did it. That they didn't really use labels, they just used it as it's a tradition for the first son to blah, blah, blah. And then the son is taught to assume that role and why. But nowadays it's not even... It's like the tradition has been carried into a label with no explanation. Like, what does it mean to be a son? Nobody teaches you it. Your parents, the only way you can gauge is by how your parents act. Because you're supposed to be a son to your parents. So the way that they talk to and interact with you and respond to you is kind of telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing without them explicitly saying it. It's more like an implicit uh, behavioural thing. So you would adjust your behaviour if if they say you've done something bad or you said something bad. Because they're the people that are supposed to be the 
the pillars of truth almost. You're supposed to derive, you're supposed to learn from them. So if nobody's teaching anyone, these roles must be coming from society still. And that's the way it seems. Um, with my partner at least, she'll be telling me, oh no, that's not how you're supposed to treat your mother. That's not how you're supposed to treat your mother. That's not how you're supposed to treat your father. He's their grandfather. You know, all this stuff, they just apply the label. They don't, or she doesn't understand the, the behavior, the behavioral aspect. Because everyone is a person first. And if they're not being, if they're being a bad person, it doesn't matter what label you apply to them. You can't just use the label to excuse uh, the way that they act. Because the label is not dictating behavior. It's the way that the person acts that dictates, that dictates the behavior. So, So the use of labels is inappropriate because it carries no meaning. The meaning has to be derived from has to be derived from society. Everyone just looks to what everyone else is doing and they copy it. And they don't know why. It's just the, it's just what everyone does. So, it's kind of a mix, mixed bag, I guess. I didn't really know what I was going to talk about. But the, the roles, the labels was one of the primary things. Just because it's so, so prevalent, but it's never explained. It's always just, uh, it's always just like a given. Yeah, you have to act that way because that's what a good father does. But there is no definition of a good father. There's no definition of a bad father. There's no definition of a good mother. There's no definition of a bad mother. You can watch TV, you can read stories, you can look at the people around you and you can say, that is a good mother, that is a good mother, that is a good mother. It's all relative to the observer so have you grown up with somebody that is a narcissist and a codependent then that's going to be normal for you that's going to be a good mother for you because they do give you the things that you need but then they do also withhold the things that you need when you don't do what they say. But that's always brushed under the carpet. It's always excused because at the end of the day, they're your mother. And that's always, always the excuse.
So if anyone ever says to you that, or tries to apply behavior to a label, just ask them where they're getting that from. Ask them like, what are you, what are you deriving that meaning from? Because it doesn't exist. Nobody defines it, it's all relative. It's all what you think, and it's mostly based on your experience. It's mostly based on what you've grown up with. The way that your mother and father are when you were growing up, they're either normal and the best, or not normal and bad or not the best because I've known I've known people that the families appear perfect and it's like oh wow everyone's so happy and stuff but then maybe three or four years later there's like a bombshell and the whole family is blown apart because somebody did something many years ago. And so what looked to be normal and what looked to be perfect actually wasn't. It was just a facade. And I think that's more common. I think the families, like when I was in school, I'm thinking of like the families that were just stuck together. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it was good, it's just the appearance, appearance of it. You don't really know the dynamics unless you're living there or unless you're there for a sufficient amount of time so yeah the the use of labels is not is not good Unless everyone agrees on what the definition is, but that'll never happen. And that's never happened because for the reason that everyone has their own unique point of view in a way, maybe built on somebody else's, but it do, they do have the choice to change, to add or remove to it. So, the use of labels is it enables it enables behavior specifically the misuse of labels if you've got If you've got an abusive, 
if you've got an abusive grandparent and the excuse is oh but he's the grandparent you have to let them see him no because you have to start with the the person before you apply the label they're abusive so why should they see your children if it's just because you've applied a label to it then you're not really taking responsibility for the safety of your children because you've ignored the fact that they're an abusive person so that's something I noticed I noticed that I don't know if it it might it might just be specifically my partner and it sounds eerily to be honest it sounds scary it's scary to me because would she use that same excuse if she knew somebody was abusive a family member would she just excuse it away like that because she didn't seem to care when I told her that um, the things that he'd said to me she didn't seem to care about that she didn't seem to care about the way he acted when I was a kid as well so I don't know if it is just to get one over on me it's just because she doesn't like me so she's willing to make that sacrifice and not be responsible when she should be responsible first she should be not applying the label first she should be looking at the behaviour but it scares me that her grandfather was abusive, sexually abusive and it sounds reminiscent of what her mother would have said to her oh but he's your grandfather as if that was a normal thing back then but I'm kind of getting the feeling that the generation that my in-laws and my parents grew up in um, has created a generation with deep-rooted issues. This uh, not just affecting them, it's also propagating up through their families because I'm having to deal with their shit I'm having to deal with their issues and it's also affected my outlook and the way I act in that I basically allowed my partner to do whatever she wanted she trampled all over me chewed me up and spat me out and now she's like yeah I don't need you anymore I'm moving on because she couldn't she literally couldn't use me anymore she couldn't get anything from me I wouldn't give her any attention. I wouldn't give her I just wouldn't comply. That that that's based that's the that's the crux of it. So anyway, I think I think that's it for now. I don't know what time it is, but um stop raining so it's got a few things I need to do. Let's see what happens. Alright, we'll take it easy. I'll catch you later.